working for your victory. I'm always mighty. I always do right. I'm always white. It all goes great with a glass of milk. Packing an Operation Christmas Drought shoebox. Okay, let's be honest. Packing an Operation Christmas Child shoebox can go great with anything. It's so that other kids can learn about Jesus. Praise the Lord. Oh, and it's also a great way to teach your own kids about giving. Teach your kids about giving. Have a great day. Oh, and don't forget, make good choices. So basically, you get an empty box, which any box will work. Really? Okay, not any box. Much better. Okay, so now you have your empty box. Now you can pick the age range, and if you want it to be for a boy or a girl. Okay, come on, please be a boy. Please be a boy? Well, looks like we're gonna be packing for a boy this year. First, you can choose a wow item, such as a soccer ball, or a stuffed animal. Mm. And you can choose other fun toys, too. Hygiene items, and school supplies. There are, of course, some items you cannot pack, like liquids, food, items related to war, live animals, and don't even think about packing chocolate because it melts. No candy and no toothpaste. When your gift is finished, you can write a letter and include a photo. It gives it a nice personal touch. When your box is done, you can make your shipping donation online through Follow Your Box. Simply print off your tracking label to see where the destination of your gift will be. And don't forget, it's important to pray for the child that is receiving this gift. Because packing a box is a simple way to share the gospel with kids all around the world. Maybe even in... Mid... In Africa. Now that your box is done, it's time to get moving. Transport your box to a nearby drop-off location near you. These will be open all across the U.S. on National Collection Week, the third week in November. Drop it off and voila, you pack the shoebox. Easy as one, two, three. Okay, so we just did that and are going to do the rest of that, but not like that. Uh, unless somebody wants to ride Slinger's motorcycle to the drop-off center today, uh, we would not be doing that. But if you will notice that our Operation Christmas Child, um, our deadline for drop-off, gotta be here, was last Wednesday. So Christina was up here for, oh my gosh, the bulk of yesterday, um, getting things organized and ready. Today is our last day, so there's no more to collect. <clears throat> I'll be sharing more toward the end of our service, but we have our boxes right here. We will be praying over these boxes. In fact, we're going to have our Bible Quest kids come in as we pray over these boxes. Why is that? Well, 
these boxes, the hands, some of our kids' hands that have uh, went, Pastor Rick took the kids to the store, they bought the items, they put them in the box, their hands were the last kid hands that would touch these, and eventually, in just a few short weeks, there's going to be another set of children's hands touching these boxes around the world. We'll also give you an update on uh, how you can do this online as well, which I uh, was able to do this year. Uh, very, very easy. <clears throat> and so we'll be talking more about Operation Christmas Child in just a moment. Thank you to Christina for countless hours and the way that she owns this. Her heart is in it. And we want to say publicly, thank you, Christina, for all the work you've done with Operation Christmas Child. <clears throat> Well, it's important that uh, this year, it's flying by, we're, we're right here, and we have a lot of activities coming up. This Tuesday is our Thanksgiving banquet. Uh, if you signed up for that, hope to see you. If you haven't, you plan to be here, make sure you sign up for that so we can best plan. And there'll be a lot of even activity today as we trans transition this room for a Tuesday. But all that said, we're here today and on purpose. Be here on purpose today. We're going to be talking about giving thanks and what that looks like from a biblical perspective. So, if you're glad to be here, let it be known by an amen. amen. Give a wave to somebody watching on Facebook. There's five devices uh, when I first tuned in, but I, what I didn't get to see is who they were. I didn't see a live chat. So, uh, I know that Jerry Lindsay faithfully watches. Artemia sneaks in there through different people. But um, all kinds of people eventually watch on Facebook uh, as part of our church family as well. Let's bow for prayer and ask the Lord to meet us this morning <clears throat> in a very, uh, very special way. Dear Lord, again, we come before you. This is not our first time praying. We prayed in our LifePoint Bible study groups. We prayed perhaps um, preparing our hearts for today as well. But we're coming now as a collective body, we're corporately praying before you, that we can just look to be as open and honest and as genuine with you as you are with us. <clears throat> as we open our hearts before you, I pray that your word and your spirit and all these things that, that are talked about um, clearly would come to fruition in our lives. Because the truth is, we need you. We think we don't. As, a, as human beings, we think we have it all together, but we don't. We have questions, you have answers. We can feel lifeless, you have life. And on the list can go. So thank you, Lord God, for being our Father. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for being our provider, our friend, our Savior. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us and not leaving us, for working in our hearts. We just want to be your people. So bless our effort today to worship you, especially through Operation Christmas Child. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And would you stand with the praise team as we worship our Savior this morning through song? Our music today focuses on the hope that we have in our God and the many reasons that we have to bless him. Would you sing Hope Has a Name with us? There is a 
time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O my soul, I'll worship your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind for all your I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find Bless the Lord, O oh my soul O oh my soul Worship His holy name Sing like never All other ground 
darkness hides his lovely face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath is covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come, when he shall come with trumpet sound, oh may I then in him be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone, all lips to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Cross point, where are you standing this morning? On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. You may be seated. ask the ushers to come forward as we prepare to collect the offering. As we've done the last couple of weeks, we'll have another offering at the end for our Thanksgiving meal uh, that we will have on Tuesday. Pastor Roger, I'm sure, will have more to say about that at the end. But uh, this is our offering for our church, for the gospel to go forth, and for us to carry on the Great Commission. I want to read to you from Matthew 7, 24 through 27. It's, this is Jesus speaking in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Uh, every time that I have an opportunity to counsel somebody from God's word, I read this passage. This passage is what we just sung, that building our lives on the solid rock of Jesus Christ and what he said, what he's told us, that's how we live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. That's how we live a life that even though we will have storms of life that come into our lives, we can still be solid, firmly planted on the rock of Jesus Christ. I pray that that's you today. If it's not, 
We want to tell you about Jesus Christ here today. We want to share God's word with you so that you can build your life on that solid rock. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the hope that you give us, not just in your life, death, and resurrection, but through the counsel of scripture. Lord, I pray that everyone hearing this word today, here in our room, but also uh, across the internet that may watch this service later, we pray that they will build their lives on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Help us to proclaim that gospel in everything that we do. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Doesn't the stage look beautiful? We wanted to take the, the time this morning. Of course, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving this morning. But I want to take the time, and um, with the, the trees up here especially, it, it does set a certain uh, atmosphere for the room that we appreciate so much. Uh, when I first saw it, the lights were dim, and just the, light, uh, the Christmas trees were, were on, and it's very, um, it's just special. It's a special place, special time. Now, our goal in having these up is not to leapfrog over Thanksgiving. That's not the goal. But we only have a certain amount of Sundays that we're going to be meeting in this room, so... Uh, in order for really Betty to have a, a somewhat of a December, she's got to set them up early. So uh, it's very daunting task. Thank you for the work um, that uh, that she and, and I assume the girls d uh, do on, on the decoration things here. I will tell you a little funny. It used to be that uh, I was the boss here at Cross Point Baptist Church. It used to be. Uh, it used to be I would get a text or a call saying, hey, we need, can we get somebody, or we need to get the trees up from the shed. Over the years, this year it morphed into, hey, bring the trees up from the shed. That's a joke. But we're grateful to have these things. And as we, especially this season, we have to make the most of it. Because <clears throat> what we've noticed over the years, Thanksgiving, Christmas, is a time when people are forced to think about our Savior. Easter would be that other one. So we want to take the most of the weeks that are coming ahead. And this week, I mean, Tuesday night is, it's 48 hours away now. I mean, we're here. And uh, about uh, two, I don't know how many people in the past, or how many we have this year. But in the past, we've had upwards to 200 people in here, mainly members of our church. Why do we do a Thanksgiving banquet? And over the years, we've changed our purpose. But we want to bring it back to this. It's the leadership across point. Serving and saying thank you to the church family. And creating that family atmosphere that the Bible has placed us in as followers of Jesus Christ. So uh, more on that in just a little bit. You can turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Leviticus. Yep, the white pages. Leviticus. Why are we going to Leviticus? That's Old Testament. That's old. Nobody does Old Testament anymore, Pastor. Why are you doing that? Well... We do believe in the full counsel of God's word at Cross Point Baptist Church, number one. We do uh, understand there is a difference in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Absolutely, we recognize that. But the Old Testament is what points us to the New Testament. So um, <clears throat> I'm not even sure how far or where all, where all we are going this morning. We're going to be in the Old Testament. We're going to be in Psalm 30. And um, we'll probably be touching... Um, uh, some uh, Thessalonians and things of that nature. 
But to help prime your hearts today, prime the pump, make sure we're alive and awake and grateful this time of year, we present to you the word of God. Why? Because if we don't, you can be grateful for fleeting things that come and go. But a heart of gratitude cannot be fabricated. It's a disposition of the heart. Who ultimately knows our heart and who conditions our heart when we come by faith is our Savior. So we come to the Bible this morning. And again, you know me, uh, I can't even, I don't even speak good English. Uh, but I'm going to attempt to say a Hebrew word. Toda, I think is how it's enunciated. So once uh, that's a Hebrew word from the Old Testament, and it is used of the uh, Bible in a Thanksgiving offering. It's used in a Thanksgiving offering. It, it parallels with optional offerings that Israel was given to do. Optional. Some were commanded, but some were optional. For example, uh, I use that word in parallel to our Thanksgiving offering. We just started receiving offering again. And then all of a sudden, we're doing a special offering for our Thanksgiving banquet. So, like, we went from no plate to twice a service, right? And uh, you may be thinking, if you're a guest or visitor, you may be thinking, man, they like their money here. We don't talk about it that much at all, in all honesty. But we do, it, the, the Thanksgiving offering is a free will offering. It's not a, it's not a have to. It's, hey, if you want to give to the Thanksgiving offering, uh, it'll help us meet the needs and help us ultimately feed you. When it comes down to it, but uh, it is a free will offering. Look with me in Leviticus chapter 7, verses 12 through 15. I want you to see something here. Again, the Old Testament, especially in the law, uh, there is a lot of uh, offerings, a lot of offerings giving. But I want you to look at the, this peace offering that's referred to. And this word that I had mentioned a moment ago in Leviticus chapter 7, verse 12. It says, if he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, or cakes of blended flour mixed with oil. Beside the cakes, as his offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. And from it, he shall offer one cake from each offering as a heave offering to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the peace offering. Verse 15. The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for the thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until morning. Now you may be thinking, Pastor Scott, what in the world does that have to do with what we're talking about today? Now, when we're hearing all this food, your mind may have jumped to Thursday. That is Thanksgiving Day. In fact, I heard on the news this week that Thanksgiving is going to cost, the meal is going to cost everybody 15% more than it did in the years prior to or thereabouts. That's why I am so grateful for the second year in a row, Aaron and Kira are hosting our Thanksgiving. Thank you. A genuine Thanksgiving and a gratitude, it can't be solely commanded. If you've ever raised children, you can't command them to forgive. You can't command them in a behavior. You can't command them to be grateful. It's something that, that is taught. 
It's something that is uh, uh, exercised. But it comes from the heart. It gives the Old Testament believer, watch this, this is why I read that scripture. It gives the Old Testament believer that is all in with God, that is in all of God. Have you ever been in all of something or anything? It overwhelms your heart. You don't know how to act. You, you step out of character. You don't know. What I usually do when I'm in awe is I freeze. Because I don't know what to do next. This offering in Leviticus chapter 7, it provides an avenue for the Old Testament believer blown away by God to show it to God, that's, that, but it's done freely. It's done freely, not by command, but by choice. Leviticus chapter 22, 29 echoes the same thought. Same of the Old Testament sacrifices and offerings. They were to be done willingly. Now, I know what it is to try to get people to do things that their heart may or may not be into it. So the question becomes, do you do it anyways? I mean, if my heart's not in it, why should I do it? Well, we also are reminded that if we don't lead our heart, it will... It will lead us. It's a play on words there. But if you don't lead your heart, your heart will lead you. Guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Out of it spring the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. So I want to take a moment and look in now Psalm 30. Turn there with me, if you will, Psalm 30. As we consider this scripture uh, over the years at Cross Point when we hit this time of year. Um. <clears throat> There are certain scriptures that we go to. Uh, 1 Thessalonians is another one. Psalm 100 is another one. This morning I want us to consider Psalm 30 as we look at, uh, there's more, there's a lot more, but just in this one chapter, seven, count them seven, reasons to thank God. Seven reasons to thank God this morning. Psalm 30 in verse 1. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. David is writing this. This is a blessedness of answered prayer type of psalm. God has answered David's prayer here. Now, you may think, well, I don't see myself in verse 1. I will extol you. I'll talk about extol in a minute. O Lord, for you have lifted me up and not let my foes rejoice over me. You're like, ah. Eh. How can, can David really relate to what's going on in 2022? I would say to you, can you relate to what David was going through way back then? Because he had some foes. He had people trying to murder him. This thing is driving me nuts. He had people trying to kill him. He was in fear for his life. And these were people that loved him. Or so, so they said they did. That's a foe. That's an enemy. He, I don't think we can fully identify when we, so many times we ask the, um, the, the, the Bible to come in in 2022. I want to challenge you today to take, you go back to this time frame. Try to take in what's going on. David was in fear for his life. You know what I found out? When you're in fear for your life and you're uncertain about the next day, you're uncertain about your health of the next day, that's when people tend to go to our God. Why? Because you're desperate. We said it Thursday night. Somebody said it Thursday night in grief share. We tend to only go to God when we really need him. 
If we're going to be, have an attitude of thanksgiving, an attitude of saying thank you, an attitude of appreciation, and that word gratitude creeps in there, <clears throat> we come to him at all times. It's easy. It's not hard to do as you may think, especially if you're a child of God. If you're a follower and a believer, think about where you aren't, and it'll cause you to start being grateful. Think about what you have and what you don't have, and you're going to be you're going to be selfish. You're going to be looking at woe is me. But if you look at what you have and what somebody else doesn't have, all of a sudden you're going to realize, hey, well, wait a minute. I'm blessed. I am so blessed. One of the ideas I had for these Operation Christmas Child boxes is to have our kids take uh, at the end of service. I was going to do this. We're not doing it now because, well, you'll see why. I was going to have our kids come in. We're going to pray over these boxes. These are more than just boxes full of stuff from the dollar store. They're more than just stuff. These are going to kids that, that perhaps are hopeless. They're going around the world. You can track these and see where they're going and you get names and all those things. Um, I'll talk more about the online in just a second. But the idea was to have our kids after we pray for them to walk these out to Christina's car and load them up so she, she's taking them to the drop-off place. But there's, there's, more, there's more here than we can do, and it would have been kind of just choppy. But as I hold up this Operation Christmas Child box, when we think about what we have and what we don't have versus now what we have and what they don't have, all of a sudden your perspective can change a whole lot. This box right here is a girl... 10 to 14 years old. I don't know who she is. We will, potentially. We could know. I don't know what that, but we don't know more about this 14-year-old, 10 to 14-year-old girl. What kind of struggles is she going through? What's her hurts? She's still learning. She's young. She's still learning. The little bit of hope. And by the way, the greatest hope that comes with the box of Operation Christmas Child is the gospel message. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The eternal hope. In some tangible way, we want to reach an, uh, a spiritual uh, a connection with people. David says in verse 1, the reason to be grateful is he lifted me up. Scripture records a number of times, number of times when David was in deep, deep despair, hiding in caves, weapons thrown by his head. Losing his kingdom, being chased, murder assassinations. I mean, this is better than any TV show you can uh, stream. What's going on in this guy's life, if you like adventure. All these, but his lowest point still in his life was the sin with Bathsheba, according to him. Answer this in your heart. When was your lowest point? Answer this in your heart. When was your lowest point? Perhaps you're there right now. You need to be talking to your cross-point Bible study group leader. If you're at your lowest point right now, reach out to your leader. Reach out to your pastor. You're not alone as a member of Cross-Point Baptist Church. That word extol, see that word extol in verse 1? I will extol. It's not a word we use every day. It means to highly praise. I will highly praise you, Lord. Why? Because you lifted me up. 
we all need a hand from time to time, and it's so encouraging when we can do things like this and it gives somebody hope and a hand up. But can I re remind you of this? Ultimately, it is God who gives us hope and lifts us up. Everything else is kind of secondary hope. His hope, his sovereign and powerful hand is what can lift up the spirit in the heart today. It's him. We think too much of ourselves, perhaps. Here's another. So first one is he lifted me up. Here's another reason that David gives strength. Because you healed me. Look in verse 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. Don't read that too quick. Don't fly over that one. You healed me. There's another catch to this season. Thanksgiving, Christmas, as a lot of people get depressed. They start thinking about their lives. They, they, they think about their, their, their lives. They get nostalgic. They think about their childhood and when they were growing up. Or they think about uh, loved ones that were here and now they're not. Depression creeps in sometimes. Did you know that when it says, you healed me? He's not only talking about a heart condition or soul, but he's talking about uh, an emotional because when you start get to the deepest part of you, he heals everything inside out. Healing refers to the soul and spirit as much as it does the physical. You ever had a heavy, broken heart? Maybe a relationship, passing of a loved one? How has the Lord healed you from that? Uh, Peg, I hate to do it. All roads lead to grief share for me, don't they? All, we talk about this all the time. She goes, I, I, I love talking about grief share uh, we just ended our 13-week session last week. We have one more, kind of we celebrate, we come together one more time. But what, I, what you see is the healing that God does through his word, through his spirit. And he uses his people, and it took, and sometimes it takes time. We want God's healing right now in an instant it's amazing, amazing to watch when God's word and God's spirit faithfully, consistently gets into a life and they pick it up and own it. It's, it's, it never, ever gets old. So encouraging. He healed me. Has God healed you? That's a question I want you to answer in your own heart. Has your relationship with Christ, who, by the way, in all points was tempted like us, yet without sin, he can identify with who you are and where you are. Has he healed you? Has he healed you from the inside out? Look at verse 3 as we consider the third point. Verse 3 says, O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave and have kept me alive that I should not go down to the, to the pit. Third reason, seven reasons to thank God. The third is this. You brought my soul up from the grave. Up from the grave. David gives praise for deliverance from physical and eternal death. I'm out of illustrations on how to explain that. We, I think, in, in 2022, we, we kind of play with heaven and hell. Um, I heard a guy on secular radio just say this week, he talked about religious people, and he goes, if there are any anymore, is the way he said it. That's a, I think it's a fair statement. You don't, if there are any anymore, religious people, Cross Point Baptist Church, we're going to hold up the gospel message to this point. And even if I'm the last one screaming it, 
we have to stay true to this. The gospel message will bring you back from the grave. The gospel message will bring you back from, the, from hell into the presence of our creator when you come by faith. Share a testimony, share your salvation testimony and literally thank Jesus. You want to lift it up, you want to get excited, you want to get your mind off of, off of just negative thinking. Dust that testimony off. Evaluate, remember your chains. I think I shared that even last week. Look in the back part of verse 3. He says, you've kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. The fourth reason to be, uh, show reason to give thanks is you have kept me alive. You have kept me alive. Many times David faced death, but God spared his life. You ever had a cool brush with death story? There's TV shows about this, like where, where this, almost this person died. And in fact, I watched a little clip on a video the other day. This lady was getting ready to go into the ocean, dive in, and she looked something and, and put her, just her goggles down and jumped back and a shark came up. Boom. Why do you go in water with things that have teeth? I don't get it. I don't know why people want to go, Dan, you scuba dive, right? Or did. Get out of there. Just get out. There's nothing good down there, dude. Nothing good. Maybe you have a, a, a brush with, with death type of story and all that. Just don't overlook the simplicity of a new day. He's kept you alive on purpose. How do I know that? Psalm 139, verse 16 says, He numbers the day, He knows the days. He's, our sovereign God has kept you alive for another day. But it's not going the way I want. You don't know what's going on in my life. He has kept you alive for another day. Because when you, when you step off this earth, in this, you're, you step off this earth. There's more coming in Revelation, but when you step off, you step off. By the way, verse 4 through 6, there's really not a point, but I want to read it because God has made him stronger. When you place your faith in him, he will make you stronger. Look at verse 4. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. We did that. Andrew just led us in one of those songs, uh, worship your holy name. That is an avenue, an effort. To complete verse 4, lift up and sing. You know, it's a, it's a scary thing to sing sometimes, isn't it? It's easy to hide in a, in a, in a congregational like this. Like you can hide. But when, when you're not, singing is an avenue for us to praise him. But I uh, just recently, the home going of Dennis Stanhope, uh, I was, for the first time ever, I was asked to lead a congregational. And... Um, I did not want to do it, but I did it. And you know what got me about that? The, the emotion of hearing that piano and the emotion of, the, I knew the song, I know every word of Victory of Jesus. It was, it, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to hear so many believers sing that song and be standing here. I wasn't nervous, I was emotional. I couldn't get, I couldn't lead. All I knew was hit the downbeat and get out of the way. 
So I hit the downbeat, Andrew, I hit the downbeat on the first one. I got emotional. I couldn't sing. And I'm here thinking and I'm listening and I'm overwhelmed. I'm going, okay, Scott, end the chorus, hit, and when you hit verse two, hit the downbeat again. And I step up to sing and I missed a downbeat and missed a word of a song that I've known forever. Why is that? Let's look at verse four. Sing praise to his name, you saints, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. There's, listen to that song. It's so, so special. Victory in who? In him. That's just an old-timey hymn with the extremely powerful message. Verse 4 can be lived out. We want to give you that avenue. That's why we sing. Look at verse 5. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Oh, I love that. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's another song that we sing here. Verse 6. Now in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Verses 4 through 6 um, God has made David. He's lifted him up and he's, he's made him stronger, if you will. Made him stronger. You kept me alive and made me stronger. As an illustration, I would share this. Some people get to a certain age in life. I was uh, in a meeting Friday and I talked about how we're all getting older. And then I realized I was the youngest one at the table. I know how that goes. If one person has two years older than you, they got it worse than you do. They got more aches and pains and all this stuff. And what I, what I was sharing, though, is this point. We think as we get older, we should be doing less. The older we get, in theory, the more we know. The more we should have matured. Now, we may function differently but our walk should be that much stronger with the Lord the longer we're on this earth, not the other way around. We shouldn't be looking back and go, oh, I remember when I was on fire for God here. I remember when I joined that church and I was, I remember. No, it's the other way around. We may not be able to do as much physically, but with spiritually, we should be way more mature in our walk and investing back into his kingdom. Look in verse 7 with me as we consider the fifth reason why David is sharing with us to give thanks in verse 7. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face <clears throat> and I was troubled. You have made my mountain stand strong. What's it referring to? By mountain, David is referring to his slash God's kingdom. David's kingdom. Remember King David and, and how big it was. Now Solomon took it to another level, but it was ultimately God's kingdom. Your mountain, what is your mountain as it relates to this uh, verse 7? Your mountain is your house, your stuff, God's blessings. When was the last time you thanked God for your stuff? I want to encourage you this week. Walk around wherever you live. Just walk around. And right now, it's so trendy not to own anything. Maybe you live in a van down by the river. I don't know where you live at. Maybe you live in, you know, the, uh, the new thought here is don't have, be tied to anything and uh, tangible like that. But whatever you have, I want to encourage you just to walk by and thank God for what you have. And, you ready for this? Thank you for what you don't have. 
There's a lot of things that we don't have we should be very, very grateful for. You, have you ever really looked at how much stuff you really have? We have a lot of tangible items. No other country has what we have, perhaps, when you, when you keep that in perspective. Consider this, the sixth reason to give thanks today. You have turned my mourning into dancing. Verse 11. Verse 11, you have turned uh, for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Verse 11, what is he referring to here? Uh, I don't know if David got the memo, but we don't dance. Not because we're Baptists and it's a sin, because we're not that coordinated. But it, what a word picture here. Psalms also says, the Lord, uh, says with the Lord, there's joy that comes in the morning. There's an old saying, it used to be, dance like no one's watching, sing like no one can hear. That way you can express what's going on. By the way, that's what David did, didn't he? Remember what David did? He was, he, they said he was so un, undignified for a king. And when he was raw worshiping God, he said, I can become more undignified than that. That's Bible. It's amazing what making it through a night can do. Sometimes just making it through a night. I've been given wise counsel from this room, from many of you, just saying, sometimes if you just sleep on it, you have a different perspective. Consider this. The seventh reason why to give thanks, according to Psalm 30, is actually the back part of verse 11. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Wearing sackcloth was an outward way of expressing what was going on on the inside of your heart and of your life, of your soul. It was a way of expressing grief, remorse, repentance even. The opposite is to be girded with gladness that comes from the inner joy as well. How do we do this? We do this with our expressions and our demeanor. Now it's not foolproof. We can fake each other out. We can paint on a smile. But God does a work from the inside out. He has put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. You ever notice a person with deep, genuine joy that's walking with the Lord? They, they don't even have to say anything. Sometimes you see it before you hear it. You can see it. There's a disposition of the heart that takes place. So there was seven reasons, but I want to take those and, and jump to the New Testament, if we could, for a moment, as we start to draw some application and really get to the business of being grateful and putting our prayers behind where these boxes are going to go. I'm going to ask Spencer to put on the screen 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. What I like about going through the scripture when we go through a book of the Bible and we go verse by verse, sometimes... There's no way of getting around the hard stuff. Now, this is an easy verse to preach, an easy verse to teach at Thanksgiving time. And it reads, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything. So, that preaches and teaches real easy if I'm trying to motivate 
We're trying to look at what you have and what you don't have, and some of us need to do that. But that can be a hard, hard verse to read when you just lost a loved one. That's a hard, hard verse to read when you're looking at things that can be terminal in your life. That can be a hard, hard verse to read when you feel a thousand miles away from our Heavenly Father. When you're in difficult, painful situations, being grateful for suffering seems to make no sense at all. I want to take a moment here and share something. There's people in this room that have the ministry of suffering. Peggy reminded me of this just a couple weeks ago. There is people in this room that I don't have all the answers to why things happen the way they do in their life. And they have a ministry of suffering. In other words, when these things happen, somehow through that, they're able to always let the light of the gospel shine. That's amazing. That God would know us that well. That we would be a willing participant as his children to say, God, whatever you have for me, whatever you want me to be, whatever you want me to do, I am yours and suffering comes your way. Man, that is not the message you thought you'd hear this morning, is it? But it is a ministry that people have. You think, but that's not fair. I don't have a, I don't have a vote in that one. And fair is in the eye of the beholder. His view is all that matters. That verse does not read, it does not read, um, in most things give thanks, but in all things give thanks. It's easy to give thanks for the good things in life. The new stuff, right? It feels impossible to be grateful if you lose your job. You discover that your child is addicted. If you're told by a doctor you have six months to live, how can you expect to be grateful for them? This verse does not read, give thanks when you feel like it. How can you be expected to be grateful. Here's why. Because you're a child of God and he's up to something. He's up to something in your life. If you are fully his, he promises to never leave you. He promises to work these things out for your good and his glory. He's going to use this situation. He wants to use you. He wants to use you through the pain. Others are watching. He wants to use you by the way, there's a special crown for people like that. Give thanks. God, I have no idea what you're up to. And maybe you're not even able to smile. You're in so much pain when you're saying this. You're, you, maybe you can't even get the words out. But God, your word says to give thanks. I'm going to give thanks because it's a command. It has nothing to do with feelings. It's a choice to do what God says to do. And you're going to be blessed. You'll be blessed. I'm going to end the scriptures with this portion, with these three little sayings here. Three reasons thanksgiving is vital. Three reasons. Number one, thanking God focuses our attention on him 
rather than our circumstances. You, do you believe that God's got everything under control? Focus, thanking God focuses our attention on him rather than circumstances. Number two, thanking God when we're tired energizes us. Thanking God when you're weary, when you're tired, will energize you. And number three, thanking God transforms anxiety into peace. Thanking God. You know what? That's a good line for NL over here. That's new life. It's a good line for them. Thanking God transforms anxiety into peace. He's up to something. He is up to something for us as his believers. So here's how I want us to leave uh, kind of this morning in a way that you, we feel like where is the hope and where is the truth? Two things you always want to leave when you leave here. We want to make sure. The hope is this, that God's up to something. Be grateful to him. See what he's up to. A lot of times our stinking thinking won't allow us to get to him. We want what we want. And by the way, what your eyes gaze upon is what you become. So how you spend your time will dictate a lot about how you're going to be thinking and living. I digress. Here's the truth for you today. Do it. Give thanks to God. Look around. Look around at what you have, what you don't have. Give thanks to God. And if you're a, if you're a, a person that, that things don't mean a lot to you, I'm kind of that way where things just don't mean that much to me. Thank, be, be so grateful of what, the work that he's done in your heart and what he's done in your life. There's the command. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. There is the command. Do it. Do it. Be grateful. Make yourself be grateful and watch if your heart and your disposition of life doesn't change. <clears throat> There's the truth. And the hope is this. Watch the change happen. Watch the change happen in your life. I'm going to ask if someone would get BQ and our children. I've asked, told, asked Pastor Rick if the kids could come in. And this is our invitation, our prayer time, if you will. Because what I would like for us to do is to pray over these boxes. These boxes are going to individuals, not just, um, not just uh, faceless people. These are going to kids with faces. I want to take a moment and share. I don't think we need to set up anymore why we do what we do. But I do want to let you know that we had a goal this year. We had a goal and we reached our goal. So if you'll allow me for a moment to take explain this. Pastor Rick took a Saturday, a couple Saturdays ago with a couple of the leaders. And we've... Uh, the kids went uh, shopping and picked these things out. They packed them right there in the lobby and got everything uh, bundled up. That's one way, a packing party, they call that. Here's another way that, uh, uh, and you as adults, many of you have got boxes. Some of you kept them from last year, but they still count. And uh, we uh, go online, we go, up on, go under Operation Christmas Child and or from our website. Now, here's why I'm sharing this information. It's very important. Why do we have a goal? So we can go, hey, look at what Crosspoint did. We have this goal. So because these are faces, these are not just nameless children. They have names. They, they have, they're, they're, they're perhaps needing that little bit of hope. 
And as we have gathered boxes, there's two ways of doing it. You can get a box. If you have any questions, see Christina. She'll get you cleaned up. But you take a box and you, you gather the items in there. You can pick boy or girl. You can pick um, age groups even. And you fill these boxes, bring them back. Okay, that's one way of doing it. There is an experience that happens there. Many of you have done that. You like the taking the box. You like going to the store and buying items. You're able to maybe as a family or for yourself, pray for these items as you're packing them. Or maybe you're just like, I, this is just, give me more, give me more, I want to do more. And you start packing boxes. It's tangible. This is a real, you can touch it, feel it. You, you know that it's going somewhere. But there's another way of doing it. You can do it online. So for, uh, if you go under our, you go under the link, you can pay $25 per box and they buy it, they pack it, and they do it all if you're not able to do it. Now, which one is better? Ooh, that's loaded. That's loaded. Because we noticed this year more people did, or catching, it's catching on. More people did the boxes, but it's catching on the online thing, which is better. Now, I don't want to have a knockdown drag out at Crosspoint over Operation Christmas Child. But some people like, if you do it online, you're missing the experience. You're missing the, all this. You're, you're kind of missing something. Other people like, man, online is so much more efficient. You click. They, 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 they do the packing for you. I'm not able to do that pack, and I'm not able to get out. In fact, Another benefit to doing it online is this, that some of these boxes are going to go to undisclosed countries. Most likely, they're going to be communist countries that don't want these things coming in. So they're going to undisclosed countries. So which one's better? The one you do. That's the better one. Whichever you prefer, go for it. This year, for the first time, I did it online. Um, man, it was click, 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 and done. It was almost, it almost felt impersonal, impersonable. Like I, you know what I'm trying to say? It, it almost felt that way, like I, I don't feel like I did my part. But then again, it's going to a place, and they're able to do what I can't do. So again, we did reach our goal this year, and I want to ask if everyone, we're going to have some time in prayer right now, and I'm going to ask, um, Christina gave me the breakdown of all the boxes and the age groups and all these things. And the best part is that we did it. We did it. We have some plans for next year. We'll, we'll talk about those later. But let's take our time now. And I don't know what this looks like. I haven't thought it all the way through. I want us to take a couple minutes in prayer. Maybe you're seeing just in picturing where this box can go. Who, what's the face look like? What's the, what's the boy, the girl? But thank you to all that did this. We don't get the credit for it. We want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's what goes with each and every box. We're meeting a felt need in order to reach a spiritual need. So let's take a minute or a moment or two, and you just pray right where you are. Perhaps you didn't do a box. You're like, I don't, I don't know. What, what, just pray. Pray for those that did do a box. And if you did a box, pray about the items that are in there. Pray about the felt need that we can ultimately give them a spiritual need known as Christ. So in a moment or two of silence, won't you pray?
have no way of knowing the impact of, of this moment. We have no way of perhaps of knowing the impact of, of, of a life. What one life can do, how it can multiply this message. We have no way of knowing fully how it impacts us, perhaps. But we just want to be following you. Thank you for this program by Samaritan's Purse. Thank you for Christina spearheading and, and doing a, a, the logistics of this is tough. Thank you. But right now, we just want to ask you to be that go-between, between the hands that built Operation Christmas Child to the soul that will receive, to the child that will receive. Share that message of love. Share that message of grace and forgiveness and comfort. Share the message of repentance that we all need so desperately. Thank you for Bible Quest kids being in here today. I pray that they would remember this moment and be grateful for where they are in the homes that they live in. So again, as we conclude our worship service and Pastor Roger gets to come up here now, I pray that you would just continue to reveal yourself to us and have us to be faithful and obedient unto you. I lift this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat>
All right, so Betty was going around feverishly this morning uh, passing out a uh, update on your contact information. And if you have contact information, uh, Betty's going to put out the directory this week for Christmas card uh, uh, sending. Or if you're not in our directory uh, at this time and would like to be, we'd love to have you in it. So please, please be s- uh, sure to see her after the service immediately so we can uh, get your name updated. Or if you have a new phone number or new address, things like that, uh, you uh, see her and she can make those updates. Our adult Christmas party, believe it or not, is this Saturday. No more Sundays uh, before then. So this coming Saturday after Thanksgiving, we'll celebrate the kickoff of our thank- of our Christmas season as a uh, church family. It's all the adults are welcome to come. We'd love to have you. Uh, bring a, a side dish and a, a two-liter and a little gag gift under $20 or whatever you want to get. Uh, usually they're pretty nice, though. We don't, we don't really try and... Uh, uh, give somebody a piece of junk or something like that. Every once in a while, somebody gets a lump of coal, I guess, or things like that. But it's a fun time. We play some games, have some songs, and uh, fellowship around some food and that sort of thing. We always seem to gather around food, don't we? All right, so bring a side dish. And there's a prize for the craziest Christmas attire. All right, so wear your funniest Christmas stuff, and uh, you might get the prize. Uh, also, if you haven't signed up for the Thanksgiving uh, dinner, be sure to do that out in the lobby today. And then maybe the most important announcement is right after the services, we're going to tear down and set up for the Thanksgiving dinner. So uh, please, uh, if you're able, we'll move chairs out of the, the room here, bring tables and chairs in for that, and uh, we'll give you instructions on how to do that. So with that, you are dismissed. God bless you.